Welcome to the party of the century. I mean, you know, not no, not not this. This this what we're gonna do is gonna be really fun. We're talking about episode five of Crunch Time here on the Crunch Time After Show, and that episode is titled Party of the Century. We're gonna talk all about it and answer the question: Are we fucked? Stay with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Party of the Century. Who's got some glow sticks, guys? I was almost stopped myself from doing a cuss. Oh, is that right? A cuss? Yeah, a cuss. Please watch the language. Happy happy, happy Halloween, (laughs) motherfuckers. Oh, what happened? Let's go back. Ah. That's all right. We're starting again. Welcome to the party of the century. I mean, no, not not this, although cheers. Uh, what you're about to watch is episode five of the Crunch Time After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. That episode is titled Party of the Century. We're going to talk about that party and really answer the question, are we fucked? Stay with us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin anybody got some glow sticks <laughs> we have shots yeah. happy halloween welcome to a very special halloween episode here of the crunch time after show here at after buzz tv uh, my name is Patrick. I'm one of your hosts. You can find me on Twitter at P to the D's. I am joined by the entire Rooster team, as they call us around here. Yeah. Also, to my left, with the Internet's own Mark B. Donica. Hi, I'm the Internet's Mark B. Donica. You find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica, but I am joined to my left by Ms. Megan Salinas. Hey, guys. You guys can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-N. And to my left, you guys can find Katie Cullen. <laughs> Hi, my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have the live chat. We have the hashtag. Tag ABTV Crunch Time. Party with us in those. You may well get a shout out. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. Yep. Uh, gotta hit it one more time. It's okay. Go ahead. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. What yes. are you guys dressed? Let me start here. What are you dressed as? Are you the destination for hey, t- What's going on? What? <laughs> it is a party. It's a party. It's party. Guys. Guys, it's glitching. We're oh, God, we have to get they're out. They're pulling us out of the, uh, the brain frame. We're drinking in here. They're drinking on the other side. It is Halloween night. Here I have sparkly TV. purple liquor in my sparkly purple flask. Do, I kid you not. You got to share, friend? Is your, is your name on that flask? It is. I have ghost Pokemon and my Gengar. name engraved on here because it's where I keep my booze. I kind of love it. Or, or my spirit. <laughs> Stop. Fun flask. Nailed it. Well, no, she's heard it like 85 times. That's how I introduced her. <laughs> Saying it very eye-rollingly. That's, that's a really good friend, though, when you've heard a story like 400 times and you don't you just like beat him to the punch or act surprised <laughs> when you're like, oh, I've never heard that great one. Great, really good stuff. <laughs> good one. Good one. So it's real bright on Planet Cool. Is a little bit. That's what I said last week. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, as you, it's you know, getting brighter. Uh, it's getting brighter. I had yeah. to join you on parties. It's, it's, it's right. party of the um, century. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, you wanted, you wanted us uh, in sort of a party attire. I, I did. I wanted 
wanted to dress as I wanted to bring back my Nora from from RTX. So I did a little bit of both. I got this uh, uh, that you brought. Vote. I did. 2016 puppies. Make America happy. I think it's a better choice this year. Either and, way, get out and vote. <laughs> um, and a minute from my boy Larry, so I gotta gotta feel I know. that. I love that you're repping that. Meg, what are you what are you dressed as? Um, well, uh, officially, I'm a member of House Slytherin. Okay. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll just be a Slytherin person this year. Um, <laughs> well, well, specifically because uh, I had like a volunteer event that I had to go do on Sunday where there were a bunch of kids. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll be just a Harry Potter person. Sure. Well, later that. Night, I had to do the Ash versus Evil Dead, and I was like, I can't just be a Slytherin when there are Deadites running around. Yep. Like, I've got a chainsaw for goodness' sake. So I kind of um, Shaun of the Dead it. Deaded it Deaded up, it. I yep. guess. It. With uh, I, I threw the tie on my head like Simon Pegg. Yeah. I got my chainsaw. I'm like, who needs a magic wand when you've got a chainsaw? Like literally, words to live by. It's kind of <laughs> great. Did you do anything fun, Katie? I I am on my sixth of six costumes over the past Stop. four Champion. days. Stop. Champion. Can we get a quick rundown? Are, okay, uh, steampunk on Friday night. Exotic butters exotic slash butters. eggs Benedict. Exactly. Eggs Benedict. I okay. made exotic butters exotic for Ellie's uh, <laughs> Comic Con on Saturday. Um, God, what was it? Saturday night. I was a formal apology on Saturday night. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> this morning at work today, I was Belle for the Z Nation after show. I was Julie from uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and now I am in my best ridiculous party gear and ready to go into the brain frame. I'm basically an extra. <laughs> I'm wearing insane leggings, but you can't see them because having rewatched the episode, I'm like, yep. everyone's wearing insane leggings. Win in Rome. I love that you're and ready glitter to party because in the brain frame. Let's, let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Dress the part. I, I didn't. I didn't dress the part. I almost never do Halloween. I was gonna usually go. My default is going as Prince Harry. Right. I buy a Burger <laughs> King crown and wear a blazer. It's That's really pretty, lame. It's pretty good. I was very close this year to going as the Wall from Stranger Things. <laughs> I was just gonna write the letters across my chest and then string some lights. Real yeah, dumb. Real that's good. Dumb. That was a very popular cosplay real, at a LA Comic Con. Was it really? Oh yeah. Real dumb. Oh yeah. Uh, I thought it was no, really easy. I'm always looking for the lowest maintenance type costume. But I am. I am loving that you're ready to party in the brain frame. That's what we're here to talk about. Episode 5, Party of the Century. Um, this episode was a little bit like last episode from a pacing perspective. And I kind of want to just jump right in it. I want to ask let's you... Do it. Uh, let me ask you, Puppy Master Mark. Yo. Uh, let's start out with, uh, with Sam, right? Because we did a deep dive last week. We talked a lot about Sam. Villain, or are we feeling empathetic? Where are you with Sam based on this episode? What are your general thoughts? This episode was very misleading. Yep. This entire time we've been leading as Sam being the, the worst person. Sure. Absolutely the worst person. And the majority of this episode was us trying to get back into his good graces. Feel sorry for him. He's got a terrible relationship with his dad. Nobody yeah. remembers his birthday. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's left out on his birthday of the party of the century. So we're supposed to feel... We're, they're trying to make us feel... I'm not saying that I felt bad for him, but they're trying to make us feel bad for sure. Sam until the last five minutes of the show where he is back to being evil incarnate. And he... Just, uh, maybe a little too far. But he definitely is the reason why the chain of events leading to the rift sure. happened. Yeah. The, well, he's been the reason from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he's the catalyst. Well, yeah. Do, Megan, do you agree with that? Um, it's so funny because I've been pushing for Sam's a supervillain, you know, from, from the get-go pretty yeah. much. And now, like, after this episode, maybe it's just me falling for this ploy because he's the storyteller here. Mm. But now I'm like, you're not a supervillain. 
you're just a schmuck. And but like, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, his dad has more. And again, maybe this is just because he's telling the story. But his dad is like a robot. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, if anybody's going to be a supervillain in this scenario, it's gonna be him. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be his Sam's dad. dad. And dad put a tail yeah. on him at the end of their conversation. Exactly. And what kind of person does that? That this guy has henchmen. He has yeah. henchmen. Which, can we, so can we I, stop? Like, every, like, that should be something every, all of us aspire to. Like, one day, I mean, career goals is I want oh, henchmen. Dude, someday. I want a robot army. That's that what I'm is, talking about. That exactly. That is, like, my dream for, for like, like conquering the world. So, I just want a highly paid gopher. <laughs> okay. G-O- why, why highly paid? G-O-F-E-R, Alfred. not P-H-E-R. I, I, I'm, I'm for P-H-E-R, personally. Yeah, I'm for I'm P-H-E-R fun. as well. <laughs> and I think it should be an unpaid intern, as far as I'm concerned. No matter how rich you get. No, because that's bullshit. Trump has unpaid interns. Yeah. Yes, because Mo- that's bullshit. He's got I'm the best sorry. words, guys. He does have the best words. Uh, but, did, but let me let me come back to you, <laughs> Megan. Because like, did you feel more empathetic toward it? Like, because I, Mark and I were talking before we started the show, and we both kind of feel like, and not to speak for you, but like I feel like this episode, I really felt for the man. I, I well, it's rough. It's, it's easy, you know, prior to this episode to say, oh, okay, he's got issues with his father. Sure. You know, he's you know riding on daddy's coattails, and you know everything like that. Um, and he certainly doesn't want for anything financially, but he, the the thing that he clearly wants, as we can see from this episode, is genuine human connection. And prior to this, we've seen that in terms of him trying to control Hannah, and those are not good behaviors. Sure. But here, yeah, it's and again, maybe again, it's that unreliable narrator slant to it, yep. um, because again, this is his recollection of the events. But, like, I don't so much feel empathy for him as I do go, oh, okay, this paints a more accurate picture. Sure. Yeah. I'm still going to fall back on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine summary of cool motive still murder. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we get why you did it. We get what you're going for. That does not change the fact that you did it and there's a problem and it's because of you. Like, everyone contributed to this, yes. I understand his emotional state, yes. That doesn't change the fact that he flew off the handle at Berkman for t- attempting to date someone who is single yeah. and just kind of lost it. Like, you, she does not belong to you. And I feel like he had a moment where he understood that, like, I can't have you, yeah. but still decided to act on the she's mine instinct. He, yeah, he 100% like, did the right thing leaving. Right. He didn't do the right thing coming back. Mm-hmm. I know he was, I think, trying to be the bigger person when they so. asked him back, but... Uh, they, didn't really, they didn't really ask him back because he woke up and he saw Connor the with, with the balloons, balloons and was like, oh, they did something for me. So it was still very uh, selfish. Honestly, I... Wow, I just lost that. Birthdays. When you get older, your birthdays get a little less important. And now that we're in the age of Facebook and technology and you have 8 billion (laughs) friends, I'm kind of at the point of, I turned 28 this year, and my birthday celebration was very small because I share a birthday with a friend Mm -hmm. and because it was on a weeknight and it's kind of tough to get to. And there's a point where you have to understand that, yes, you can invite people, yes, you can ask them to come, yes, you can ask them to confirm, but it's ultimately up to them and you can only expect so much when you're friends with a bunch of busy adults. And so sitting there going, you forgot my 28th birthday, and I'm like, suck it up. 
it doesn't sound like you said anything oh, beforehand. These are stone cold over there, right? Like, this is brutally here. So, first of all, 28th, uh, there, I can't think of a less consequential birthday. Uh, so, I get it. <laughs> like I said, I, more, I turned 28. More, more, in, more inconsequential. More in- it is less, less consequential. Less that is grammatically That's correct. That's a double negative. Yeah, I'm agree. I less consequential is too. grammatically correct. <laughs> Amazing scene. But, like, yes. that's interesting. So, for me, I. I I very I differ a little bit in the sense that like for me Sam was like it's hard to watch I also yeah. all of these things in a silo are understandable like uh, I'm with you Katie like grow the fuck up it's your 28th birthday people forget move on but is that and then like the, obviously being forced to or choosing to work with Hannah which we'll get to in a minute uh, which has got to be rough and then dad being his father and that whole interaction was just tough and like god forbid somebody remember his his birthday and it's not even that they to, to your point earlier Katie like they were just busy they chose to have something going on that time and then he let them know about it like for me I think it humanized him in a way that like the previous episodes had not and I don't know if it's just like a compare like in com- compared to his father, because because like what he, what he did was kind of mild to like what is literally his father is probably pretty capable of. I, yeah. I I don't blame them for not knowing that it was his birthday. Yeah, he and I'll Hannah went out for a couple of months. He, uh, though he seems to the guy who would be like, mm, my birthday's coming up. But um, yeah, you probably love, give love, me something. Love that guy. But I don't well, think... he's also the guy that got her an IOU uh, for Christmas. And, like, he, he got her a free IOU date with free me. Date Look, with... that sounds like the retail value is off the charts on that. I don't know why <laughs> oh, not. No. So, so it's terrible. <laughs> despite the person who, like, he seems like he is open, he's going to give you information whether you want it or not. I don't think that these that he, there was an opportunity for them to know that his birthday was coming up. Yeah, because you know? if you tell someone something and you tell them more than once, and if it's like, oh, next Saturday, you have that little thing in your brain that's like, I'm pretty sure there's something happening next Saturday. Even if it doesn't register fully, you have that, there's a thing there. Yeah, And sure. that doesn't become yeah. no, that becomes, let me check our business schedule and see what we can do. And, and But he was expecting him just to know. Like, yeah, I think yeah, he's, I know, he's, I know. he's trying to be a part of the group and everybody's like such good friends. He's like, well, I thought we were all such good friends right. so everybody knows my birthday because everybody's psychic and can read my yeah. goddamn mind. Just because you're in each other's dreams doesn't mean you can read each other's minds. That ain't how this works. But I, and That's I really, a good way to put it. It is really a good way to put it. And I, I really don't, like, yeah, that, that is a pet peeve of mine when people have like an uncommunicated expectation and then are hurt when it's not fulfilled. You know what I mean? Huh. They, they never articulate anything, like, but then they're just like bummed out when it doesn't happen. <laughs> Drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's what this was. Yep. And he has it in like size 80 font on his tablet. Like, come <laughs> okay. on. Is I, I, made an I realize that was for the benefit of the audience, no, but, but come no, on. No, but it's real good. I they totally could have agree. zoomed in on a calendar and shown that little and just kind of in like a normal Sam's birthday, but no, size 80 font. I feel like Please. that was for my benefit because my eyes seem to be going. <laughs> like, Wait, whose birthday is it? <laughs> no, like if they Sam. zoomed in on it and shown it as kind of a normal size on the calendar, mm-hmm. like, oh, that makes Makes more sense with this big old bark. Also, it's to like, be fair, cow. like showing stuff on computer monitors when you're filming, it can be it could be tricky. No, so. that's true too. For sure, but in my mind, that was his wallpaper. It wasn't even, like, <laughs> wasn't even blowing up. It's just like, yep, got a calendar. Screen. Yeah, it's, it's like the guy that's really into his birthday guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, so into his birthday that he doesn't tell anyone about it. Get me started. I Although I will say, I've had worse birthdays than like hanging out. Like with a VR helmet, looking into the party of the century. Like that seemed like a pretty all right time. If you Coming soon me. for PlayStation VR. I will one hundred day one purchase. Right? Pre-order. What's the bonus if I pre-order? 
Um, you get to ride the unicorn. Yes. <laughs> or no, you get, you, get you get to, to watch someone, right? You get to <laughs> yeah. stand, You get to. That sounds like modern. You VR. get an extra perspective of being next to uh, DJ Van Dean. Oh, all right. I yeah. like that. Is that a Any GameStop exclusive? That's a GameStop exclusive. Uh, all right. Yeah. I will see you at GameStop. I have my money. Which, by the way, I love that you mentioned uh, PlayStation VR. Like, when Sam is in the headset and it's got that zoomed in, it was almost like that first commercial for Riggs at E3. Do you guys remember the early PlayStation the, for the, VR the commercial? The first shooter? When they're looking around and they're like, it was so evocative of that. It was unbelievable. Well, and I loved it when we were seeing things that Sam saw. It was overlaid over his face. Yeah. So you can I see, thought that was great. Yeah, yeah no, that was a, a wonderful artistic choice because not only are you seeing what he's seeing, but you're seeing his reaction to it. Yeah. And, you know, again, great, great acting chops, you know, to be able to convey that and great effects, too. And overlaying works better than trying to cut back and forth and show reaction. They made it more dynamic that instance. way. They did, but yes. also coming back to the cuts, Mark said something right before we started was they show that party of the century, right? Like that he's mm-hmm. looking into. Well, it's before he's looking into it, they show this right when that beat drops, everything, and then they cut to him spinning in a circle <laughs> yeah. by himself and a whole room be snoozing. It's an amazing cut. It was a, it was a great point. It Mark. Gives playing you, on his phone, playing yes. with the lighter. Yep. Perfect. It gives you back it gets you back to feeling sorry for him. Yeah. Yes. Like it, it It's a bummer. It Plays the long game throughout the episode. Then you go, all right, dude, chill out. I know. And then, oh, feel bad, feel bad, up until the very last minute. Where he just goes berserk. And who doesn't know that F9 is a key on a keyboard? You can see it right there. Like It was dark he in has, there. He has no problem-solving skills. Like, F and 9 aren't working. Is there something? Else? Oh, right in the top row, <laughs> just, F9. Ta-da! Now well, I need to keep slamming on the I know, keyboard. Yeah, totally. I was like, actually thought of you while I was watching this, Katie, because I know you'd work. A li- I like IT, right? And, like... Yeah, I mean, just watching him repeatedly banging, I was like, I bet Katie's losing her mind. She's probably tumbling about this right now. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I've had stories where it's like, how did you not know this? But some of the people I work with are over 60 or 70. Yeah. So that's kind of the point where I'm like, okay, you didn't grow up with this. It's, It's still relatively new to you. I will happily walk you through it. He's my age. No, for he sure. He doesn't get an excuse. No, one would think that he would have picked that up. He's I, my I, age and rich enough to have cutting-edge computers as they came and out. And rich enough to have people compute for him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's no the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like his unpaid interns have been running all of the computers. Uh, he has no excuse as far speaking, as I'm concerned. Speaking like, of his cow. dad, uh, like, his dad's secretary is working at midnight. Yep. I honestly In think, the office. I Just think that his shifts. dad's secretary has two... I think his dad has two secretaries. There we go. That's what I was I'm, getting I'm at. sure. I'm sure there's, there's shifts. But also, if you're overseas... Yeah. Then it's yeah. A, like, it's a different time of day there, That's, so yeah. they need somebody there to... And if he's constantly traveling. Like, yeah, because Montgomery's yeah. a big deal. And it's the middle of the day in New Zealand, so he could still get a call to be... How much you want to bet both secretaries zones. are named Beatrice? Probably yeah, for just so he doesn't have to forget. <laughs> exactly. Or one of them's named Margaret, and he just calls her Beatrice. No, you're Beatrice now. You work for Montgomery. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, my call me whatever is Beatrice. You... I'll happily. I don't care. Call well, me whatever you want, sir. Let's come back to Montgomery, and I want to even come back to when he uh, yanks everybody out of the brain frame. I want to talk specifically about something you mentioned earlier, Megan. Um, Mark, do you think he made the right decision in separating himself from the environment of working with Hannah, being around Hannah, like, is that the right decision, or do you man up and work through it and know that it's a good opportunity? Um, he, his mind isn't strong enough, uh, as, as we've learned, uh, especially with not knowing the difference between FN9 and F9. Um, <laughs> yeah. And not, not to get, be a stickler on that, but... Uh, I'll do it he's, for you. He's so... 
disconnected. Like the, you can tell that this was the first. This probably was was first love. This was yeah. probably the first person to finally reciprocate some sort of feeling. Sure. So um, in order, I think he st- he didn't stick around to try to be like. This is a good business yeah. venture. This is this is what uh, this would be better for me if I did that. He did it just to be around her still, yeah, and to hope for an opportunity, any opportunity to be to get back together with her. Yep. So he did it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So let me ask. I want to ask everybody this question, but I'm curious to see if you guys have ever been in a situation where you've been forced to work like in extended periods with either an ex or somebody that you kind of had romantic feelings with. Have you ever been in that situation? I've definitely worked with people that I've got like little crushes on, but like I was like, eh, no, that's that's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> in terms of like exes, absolutely. Like, and and I maybe this is just me personally, yeah. but I can't do it. I don't know how he how he put up with it for so. long. Long, but but what? Like, in terms of like being in the same like it's probably because he still thought he had a chance sure, um, you know that like and like being in the same working environment as an ex personally I can't do it I'm like nope I'm done I remove myself from that situation and I'm like okay that's over move on yep, so don't. that's why I'm like he made the right and the other thing too is it's 100% unreciprocated you know oh, at yeah. this point so yeah. he again as you said he stayed in it for the wrong reasons yep. and he recognized at at this particular point that he was there for the wrong reasons that that he was never going to get what he wanted and so removing himself was being the man you know yeah. so yeah you have two options it's either man up and like push those feelings deep, deep down, and never act on them, mm-hmm. you know, and be the better person for it. Or you simply remove yourself from the situation. And you move on. You can do either of those two things. And when he determined that he needed to leave, I'm like, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did the right S- yep. thing. Self aware, moved on, got out of the situation. And then he came back, that idiot. <laughs> it's his birthday, though. How do you not? There's like balloons and cake. I can think of better things to do for my birthday than sit on the periphery of a party I was definitely not invited to. They're very literally at the precipice of like fringe science, right? Are you kidding me? This is like my idea of like a dream birthday. Um, plus, he was playing some sick zombie game on his phone. That the only right. thing I would have done if I was in that situation uh, would be. I'd, Fuck Connor, I would, I would have the headset on the whole time. Yeah. Unless, yeah, unless, gotta, I, unless know I noticed, on. unless I noticed, oh, it's fucking with the power, then I would take it off, but I would wear it until that that happened. Hey, Ken, I do not want to miss another spin session of DJ Van Dean. <laughs> happened once, I was in Vegas, he was out, I was in, can't do it again. I don't want to miss any of the lasers or the unicorns or any of Mouth that. Mouth lasers. And I don't want to miss a thing. Um, right. okay. so, so I think the birthday, well, so the separation was one piece, the birthday was another. We talked a little bit about, uh, his father, Mark, like what, like when you saw, was he, that the, because the build up to Montgomery was a lot over the course of the first four. How did that live up to kind of your expectations? It didn't know that it was exactly what I was picturing until it happened. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. That means they did a great job. And it's the, and it's the type of, uh, for, for also shout out to Joel Heyman, who was also in that room, but, uh, it, it was also, uh, it explains a lot about Sam. It does. Why he expects people to totally somebody to remember his birthday because his his dad never did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even his his dad's uh, secretary didn't remember. Who should have all of his important dates? That means he doesn't have it as an important date in his calendar. Nope. Yeah. Um. So totally what I expected. Like I, I and for me, I like I keep coming back to like 
again, I don't want to make light of like him kidnapping a woman and knocking her out <laughs> and then taking advantage in her mind. And then trying to brainwash her, yes. But like, yeah, probably no, by comparison of like what his dad's capable of, like that's a learned behavior. That's just what people do. Again. Even the bludgeoning. Cool motive. Still murder. Totally agree. <laughs> but and again, you were nodding aggressively. Did you? Well, no. Again, I, I just Montgomery has henchmen. Like yes. and so like I'm like oh that's that's just what you learn when you're the son of a supervillain you bludgeon people to solve your problems. Well, and I'm going back to just because someone is socialized to believe or do a thing doesn't mean the thing is right. No, no sure. and that starts not. bordering on a lot of real world issues. So I'm kind of going to back away from that there because I don't have time to get into that. Causation but, is yeah. not justification. Exactly. But it sure had me understand his frame of reference, right? Yes, like he yeah. seems less of a supervillain and more man. This guy's just not yeah, having a good run of it. Just, I just, even yeah. dad doesn't he just very mm-hmm. He comes off as very pathetic in this episode, and you're like, oh, you're not evil. You're just... Rooster Teeth no. is really good at this, though. And I keep coming back to Red versus Blue no, because they do. pulled this three separate times with Red versus Blue. Here's your villain. He's done some terrible shit. We're going to make you feel sorry for him, but he's still a villain. I keep coming back to Locus. Who is horrifying and mentally broken, but it's like, you feel sorry for him. Oh, my God, he's been manipulated. It's been a terrible time. Cool motive, still murder. And yet his partner is just a dick. His partner (laughs) is worse. They don't make you sympathize with Felix, though. No. But that's the point. Even if all of this stuff has happened to them, even even if he's mentally messed up, even if he's being manipulated by his partner, he still chose to commit genocide for profit. So, yep. you know, you don't come back from that. Sam is a far, far lesser scale, but it's still cool motive, still murder. Digital, digital. Take uh, a drink every time I say that. Murder. I'm wasted at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just, just I'm already like slamming this, shots. This, uh, yeah, we, we've been, say, we, we've been drinking. Uh, <laughs> one, one final question about uh, Montgomery. Um, did you kill a prostitute? <laughs> what? No. Is that to me? Yeah. I sense um, a little hesitation, Mark. You promised that we would never speak about really it. Um, I thought that was the 9-11 true thing that I owe you an apology about from last week. I didn't realize the prostitute thing was off limits. That was, it's pretty We're off limits. Drinking on the air. This Sparkly the, purple. This is the best. It's so pretty. Um, <laughs> it's Halloween. Guys, this episode, uh, we got another montage Sick montage, right? Yeah. I know. I was like wanting to high-five you guys like right away. I love it when the show goes into montage. What was your favorite part, Megan? You seem excited about it. Do you uh, remember? Oh, God. We're t- just talking about the montage in the party, right? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no, no. The, the, oh, I was thinking, like, the, the, the training. Oh, the build, yes, oh, exactly. Crap. The build Oh, yeah. like, we're talking about with Larry yes. and, like, his training session. Berkman showing him the porn. <laughs> that know. was my favorite part. Presumed the porn. difference between Pres- yeah. fantasies. <laughs> I, yeah. I think my favorite was just... The look of Larry cr- with the crossfade of like the universe and just like him just <laughs> trying to take it all in. I think that was my favorite bit of just like him embracing his destiny. Yep, yep. <laughs> I I loved the difference between show him you know open him up to fantasy, understand that his fantasy is not the same as your fantasy, and the <laughs> watching porn versus watching unicorn stories and the differences the in their expressions. <laughs> I loved it so much. Berkman looked so bored. <laughs> and confused. The same like amount him. of horrified. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah. You're a grown-ass man. Why are we watching this? This is, yeah, real good. I kind of liked Hannah Commentary recruiting in the bar. culture. When he, she's recruiting the, 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 the woman, and she's like, you know, like, I just want him like, to be a spider, but he's, like, grabbing my tits, you know, just with the spider hair or whatever. I was like, 
and the, perfect the, bar conversation. And she's but also the thing ahead of going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> every night. <laughs> I get the feeling she's gotten really good at the nod and enthusiasm bit. Totally, she yeah. had to have been. She was dating Sam. She's piling on this poor guy. I feel like she took an improv class before going to grad school because she's so good at yes Yes. and. What my partner means is we can't take Discover. Oh, it's a MasterCard. Okay. Like, actually, I do want to say that before the montage, probably my favorite bit from this episode was when they're negotiating, like, the party contract. Yes. Because it was, like, classic Ghostbusters. It was, like, Vinkman and, um, yeah, just, like, the two of them, like, discussing the fee and like giving each other little cues and yep. so it was great to see um, Berkman and Hannah uh, kind of work the same way. Yeah, great. Like uh, again, seamless. And I want to get to Berkman and Hannah right now because last week we talked a lot about are they or aren't this right. the Rachel, Ross they are and Rachel. I whiffed that shit. <laughs> I was down. like, I didn't want to go uh, Mark? I was like, no, never happens. But it was very. It's it's good that they put in a very adult relationship and and yeah. uh, like conversation. The fact that it it turned into Bergman making the move. They they share the moment and then and then Hannah one hundred percent going. Oh no, nope, never mind. The um, big but thing they is about Bergman it. respecting that. That yeah. is the huge huge difference. Sure. And I think we I think we hit on this a little bit last mm-hmm. episode. Where we introduce Berkman as this complete awful human being, he's a total dick, and we introduce Sam as, well, you're kind of sad and pathetic, but we're sure. supposed to sympathize with you. And at this point, they have completely switched, because Sam has gone off the handle in terms of, no, she's mine, I own her. Mm-hmm. And Berkman, Berkman the horn dog, who we see hitting on a woman who has a boyfriend as his introduction, is, no, okay, I respect that. Yep. He does what Sam doesn't, and that's a huge deal. To be fair, fuck Stackhouse, though. Yeah, I mean, fuck that guy. I know, his last name week is, I said R.I.P. His first name, name is Stackhouse. <laughs> Fire! His first name is Stackhouse, Still my, probably my favorite scene in, in all of the episodes so far. But when, that's yeah. an arc that we weren't expecting from Berkman, like, Holy shit, we just saw him completely respect a woman's wishes. That's not something you think of when you see the douchebag in the bar. So Who's think- negging a girl. Yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's openly saying, I've got a, a fish on oh, the I'm hook negging or something. Her. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm reeling her right in. So do you think, where, where do you think these, I know we're, we're, we're veering into prediction territory, but where do they go? No need to hit it. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> where do they go from here? Do you think, it, I, not will they or won't they, but Katie, do you think, do you think Berkman and, and Hannah end up making this work and Sam's completely out of the picture, or where do they go from here? I don't see it happening. I mean, we have, what, like 30 minutes left in the season? Yeah. If we get a season two, it may be when? explored there, if when, yeah. But I do not see it being touched on in this next episode, except for more of Sam freaking out. I don't see that relationship developing. We're also at a flashback, you know? We're getting yeah. to the point yeah, where, where the rift much there. Is, ha- yeah. is happening. Yeah. So the last bit will just be any sort of resolution that they give for the end of the season. I think this was this was the, the pin in the the romance triangle. I use that very yeah. loosely. Yeah, totally. Because right now, yeah, the, the world is potentially about to end. Mm. Like, uh, priorities here. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it's speaking of that, like, so Sam loses his goddamn mind. He's in the PlayStation VR. He's watching what he thinks is going to be some some sexy time. <laughs> 
literally knocks off Larry, like pulls uh, Berkman out, uh, knocks off Larry's helmet, things go to shit. Side note, and I think thing, Berkman okay. uh, grossly oversold his Krav Maga skill. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yes. Slap fight. Yeah, totally. You don't know what Krav Maga is. That's, that could be Krav Maga. That's not Krav Maga. That's great form. It's, it's yeah, slap, yeah, that's well, the slap form. Oh, and we also got that bit of information <laughs> that the PlayStation VR is on a 15 second delay, so by the time he's watching them kissing, they've already gone, you know what, we're not going to do this. Okay, I respect that. Like, mm-hmm. that's already over. But well, he's seeing, he even it's like Scream, that, he's yeah. seeing the delay. No, but why so, would you? Well, isn't it delayed? I think he only gets 15 seconds at a it's time. A fif- no, it's a 15, it's, it's on a delay. Either way, I, I mean, I think yeah. like I think it's r- totally rational to not wait for like. Let's see if they talk this out. Yeah. Maybe like I want to see where this goes. <laughs> None of what that Sam is, is doing creepier is creepier if he just keeps watching. I mean, None of what Sam is doing is rational. They're Let's in the real. sex room, so <laughs> maybe it was like maybe I am over this. Let's see how over it I am. Well, maybe, maybe like who knows if Berkman's dick is even present. Fair. I mean, who knows? Fair. It's been True. MIA before. There are other priorities in this simulation. So we are coming up on 30 more minutes on the season. We have a long way. For me, I don't know how you guys are feeling, but we have a long way from where we are now, from Bernie Burns, of all people, showing up yes. and telling them they are fucked. <laughs> and, and despite waiting for him to pop up the entire season, yes. last thing that I, last role that I expected him to pop she up She called in. it when we were watching it for the oh, first yeah. time. Uh, Megan absolutely like, called it's it. it's Bernie. Ten bucks says it's Bernie. <laughs> I did not take that bet. She's really good at this. It was, so, and, what, like, and what, he was there for like uh, 60 seconds, and I loved every bit of it. And, and we're gonna, slowly unpacked. going to be back for, <laughs> hopefully, the majority of the next episode. I really hope so. Actually, I think so. His his face is on the thumbnail. So. Is it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go down that. Let's go down the row, and I want to hear kind of Katie. What do you What do you think is going to happen in the next couple of episodes? This is the blood pact. None of this group has seen episode six. We do not know what's yeah. coming up. We have just a few minutes left in tonight's episode. I want to hear what you think, and then maybe what you hope happens. I don't think we're getting a resolution. Okay. I think we're kind of banking on a season two occurring here. Yeah. Because there's no way that, if anything, this is the first part. This is act one. This is setting the stage. This is where we are now. There's no way this is the end of things. Especially since we got the mention of this is your weird little science division, implying that this may be a corporation and not the government. So I don't think we're getting a wrap-up. I think this is going to be like the rising action, the end of Act 3. We're going to get something really big, and then they're going to make us wait. That'll be interesting. Uh, I think that the corporation that's holding them, yeah, I I agree. I don't think... Sam's dad's? uh, 100%. Absolutely. Owned by Sam's father. Okay. And that uh, that's who, again, will be our big bad in Season 2, assuming that the entire black hole doesn't just consume everything and then we just start fresh in a new dimension and or everyone dies. Funny the you mention that. season two. Funny you mention that. Uh, I, def- I agree that Montgomery is behind it. If he's not behind it, the plant that he has to to find Sam and find the black hole, he's, he's going to be working for the Department of Energy. He's going to find a way to use the black hole for energy. Weaponize that's it. True. Yeah, oh, he's, that's true. Yeah. He probably <gasps> yeah. has a way to contain it and use it and power some sort of 
thing. Like, and he wants to uh, use he'll and he'll take this dream technology and use it as a weapon for something in the in the future. I, I like just that had a critical so moment. Much so what, where I was thinking what I think what kind of slash hoping what would happen would be that actually uh, that his dad is responsible shows up on the scene and then Sam is the one. This is a redemptive arc. He actually saves his friends despite almost selling them out. Finds a way from them to get out of the corporation and dad is finally proud. That's what I kind of think might happen. Or saving them, it makes his father even more disappointed, but he's like, you know what? I don't need your approval. Or oh, he throws I have these my friends are my family. Or he throws them straight under the bus. They manage to escape on their own, and he's kind of being dad's lackey, and that's how we end the season. <laughs> All right. The same way that Ruby Season 3 did with Weiss. Um, but <laughs> not quite, but okay. Oh, oh my um, heart. But uh uh I don't think that Sam's going to save the day. I think that uh, the puppy is going to save the day. Yeah, because I will say, amazing. We on Twitter, Andrew Disney, one of the co-creators, said that he loved our conversations and that we were on the right track. Yeah. The one thing that we said For was prophetic. Yeah, something that was that we said as a joke. Yeah, he was said prophetic. was prophetic that we should have paid more attention to. And I went back through it. I have no idea. You what went scrubbed down. I have no idea what it was. We screw around so much in these episodes, and we laugh about a lot and of bullshit. In the AfterBuzz engineering booth, there's a cork board with like the thread. thread. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> red, red is for, for pictures of Mr. Story. Pickles. Uh, blue is for the side stories. Just so everybody knows. I personally kind of want the black hole to win. I want this crunch time to be an anthology. Let's start with a new group. Uh, let's, let's do this. Guys, we are completely out of time. We're incredibly excited, though, next week. Uh, but co-creators Andrew Disney and Bradley Jackson will be joining us in studio. So please tweet Woo! at us your questions. We're incredibly excited to have them. Ask them all of what's uh, what's going on. Get uh, hopes and, and prayers for season and two and all that. And get the inside scoop. So, uh, Katie, let's start with you. Uh, where can people find you and... Uh, Please let us know. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiajet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I basically live in the studio. Uh, Z Nation is Mondays at 8? 7. Mondays at 7 because this is Mondays at 8. Yay! Star Wars Rebels is on Tuesdays. We are off this week, so we get a break. Uh, Arrow is on Wednesdays, and Ruby starts this Thursday. I will not be there. The lovely Emma Fife will likely be filling in for me. Uh, Robots in Disguise started last week, continues next week. We are alternating Ruby and Robots. It's wonderful. Watch all the things. Literally all of them. So many. Hey guys, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And if you are a Screen Junkies Plus subscriber, I will be on TV Fights tomorrow afternoon. Kick that yes. ass. Uh, you know, wish me luck. That's heavy, dude. Yeah. Like the, the, fights, the fight scenario is so crazy. Very cool. Um, and if, if you are a Screen Junkies Plus uh, subscriber, go watch my episode of Gamer Fights. That was uh, yeah. like a month or so ago. Hell yeah. That was pretty Pretty fun, but um, yes, uh, we're doing Ruby on Thursday. Um, I don't even know what I was what I was gonna goddamn say. I'm really excited about having having a, a Disney and Jackson yes, in next I. week. Yes, um, uh, you already said Ruby. Where the hell am I? You can fo- follow me on Twitter at Mark Uh You can follow us at 
ABTV Rooster Team on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, and also on the Rooster Teeth, the Rooster Teeth website. We do have a group. Uh, find the, uh, all four of us have profiles now. Um, so please uh, find us, uh, friend us, be a part of the community. Uh, we do we do uh, uh, journals and such. So please follow us on the community. ABTV Rooster Team. You and I need to fight. We do need. We need. To we fight. need fights. I'm, I'm on They're board. on fights. We I, should fight. I, I, let's let's go fight uh, again, guys. <laughs> um, my name is Patrick Dees. You can find me at on Twitter at Peter the Dees. It is incredibly, incredibly bright on Planet Cool. Come back next week. We are talking to Andrew, Andrew Disney, and Bradley Jackson, the co-creators of Crunch Time. We will see you then. Vote for puppies. Vote for puppies. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. You guys are fun! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.